How's it going, my nerds? You found yourself in another episode of... As always, I am the man nerd. And I am Skystar. So what's going on, man? You excited about this one? A little different than we've been I, doing? I am I'm very excited about this one. Yeah, this is going to be brand new, people. Brand new. We have very strong opinions that we have not talked about yet with each other. So, yeah. Very strong, very complicated opinions. <laughs> we'll see how complicated it gets. So this is going to be a brand new movie that just came out called Black Widow. So right. the newest Marvel movie. And it's not based in the actual timeline that we're used to after you know, Infinity War and Endgame. It's it's a little bit different. We'll uh, we'll go into that a little bit more as we get in depth. But before we get into that, and before we get into our, you know, no spoilers movie reviews, which I kind of want both of us to do that this time, I just want to talk about Marvel. So, have you seen all the Marvel movies, Sky? Yeah, I I I started watching them with um, the Incredible Hulk back in the early two thousands which people tend to forget oh, yeah. the Incredible Hulk is part of the MCU, which is understandable. Yeah, yeah, even though they recast the main character like in that three but, times. Uh, yeah, but still, that that was actually a pretty good one. I enjoyed that. I didn't like the, the first one, the Hulk, but I did like the Incredible Hulk. That was pretty good. Yeah. So there's been so many Marvel movies. We'll just compare real quick to the two universes, not not the movie universes, because there's no comparison there, in my opinion, but DC and Marvel, the comic universes. What what do you like the best? Do you like Marvel? Do you like DC? Do you like both equally? That That is a hard call. So really what it comes down to is when it comes to the movies, I definitely like Marvel better than DC. DC's oh, yeah. kind of, kind of been a down. disappointment in the movie department. When it comes to like the cartoons, or, or like the TV shows, DC is kind of the runaway giant on that. They definitely are, yeah. The comics, the comics are a little more complicated. There's so much to each universe there. Yeah. Uh, what do you like about the, you know, the heroes and villains of DC compared to Marvel? Oh, DC, every, everything in DC is larger than life. Like even, even their human characters are still larger than life. Uh, and that's good. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. I enjoy that. But like, they're all like that, and that that can make them hard to relate to. Like, even even the really human characters are like that. Whereas Marvel, even even their most larger than life character is still very human. They're still relatable. Yeah, that, you do have a point to that. That's the biggest difference for me. Yeah, like. Uh, I like DC because of that, because they're, you know, larger than life. I like the characters that are like, like you like to say, quintessential superhero. They they are like the basis of what I, you know, grew up with. You know, Superman and, and The Flash. The Flash is one of my favorites. But you're right. They have these grand stories where they've always just been so great. And then Marvel is more like you know, the human aspect of it, the, the dark side or them growing into a hero or something like that. Yeah, with DC, their most relatable character, oddly enough, is Superman. And that's because uh, that only happened because of Smallville. I hate Smallville. Oh like, man, see that that's where we differ. I loved Smallville. It, it was not, no, like, you know, 
nowhere near the comics or anything like that, but I don't, loved don't it. Get, I thought it was so wrong. much fun. <laughs> Smallville is a good show. I, I hate on it because my sisters love it and they, they watched it all the time and I could not escape it. <laughs> oh man, you can't get me away from that show. That show was awesome. But, you know, towards the end, like most shows, especially, you know, the, the CW or they were the WB back then, I believe. It changed a couple of times. It, uh, yeah, it, it, it got a little weird. But Smallville is also a good example of why DC keeps messing up in their movies. DC tells a great Superman story, but they completely fail to ever tell a Clark Kent story. They, oh, they've yeah, got, they do. They've they got totally it the do. wrong way around. Yeah. Well, I think they're... I know we're getting off the movie subject here. Yeah. This is going to be a longer one than we expect, of course. Sorry. Oh, it's all good. I'm I'm so into superheroes. We got to do this. So you're talking about Clark Kent. I think they're trying to fix that a little bit with that new series on the CW, uh, Superman and Lois, because you get more of an aspect of who he is as a person and a, and a dad, and then who Lois Lane is as a mom, and then all of that. So I, I think they're trying to bring that aspect into the you know, their shows right now. Yeah, which I haven't I haven't gotten to see any of that, so please don't spoil it for me. Oh, I won't. It's actually pretty good. Like the first episode, it's yeah. like it it has some epic moments like, all right, that's Superman awesome. And you get to see him and Lois previously in Supergirl and then some crossover stuff with all the CW shows previously, but you know, it's uh it's pretty good. I think I like that guy as Superman who they chose. Yeah. I, I like Henry Cavill as Superman personally. I like him as Superman a lot, but I think the movies he was in as Superman, it just wasn't Superman to me. Yeah, but that's It just more, didn't felt like Superman. It felt more like that was a writer problem than like yeah. a problem. He could okay. have been such a great Now now we're oh. now we're not even in the right uh like universe. We're not so even in the right universe. Let's get into the yeah. correct universe, please. <laughs> okay, let's backtrack. So let's go into a uh, no spoilers movie review before we get into the spoilers. So why don't you go for it and then I'll go after you. So Black Widow, the, the movie, uh, is set up immediately following Civil War. Or is it preceding Civil War? I'm not 100% uh, it's sure. It's right after. It's, right after. It, okay, so yeah. it's right after Civil War. And you get to see what happens with Natasha Romanoff up before Infinity War and what she was doing during that time period. You also, and this this made me very happy. Uh, I don't know how, how you felt about it. You finally get some tidbits about what exactly happened between her and Clint. And I forget my brain, my brain just blanked. Well, it, it was just basically her her story getting into Shield, which they never really showed. Yeah. In in the movies, they just talked about it. Yeah. No. Like. He, so in the first Avengers, when she's fighting alongside the other Avengers on the ground, and it's her and Clint uh, Barton back to back, like they have mm -hmm. they have this little throwaway moment where she's like, "It's just like blank," and he's like, "You and I remember that very differently." And I can't remember what it was. I'm pretty sure they My said brain. Budapest. I'm pretty sure, Budapest. sure they said Budapest. Yes. Yep. Yep. My brain, my brain just completely blanked on it. But you finally actually get an idea of what happened in Budapest. Like, it's oh, just yeah. this moment that everyone, like, has always, at least I have, I've been like, what exactly happened in Budapest? Because they keep bringing it up. Like, it yeah. just, it, it's this throwaway thing that keeps coming up in the background of the movies. And I keep wanting to know the answer. Like, what happened? 
And Me finally, too. I felt the same way. You finally get some. Uh, you don't get the whole story of that, but like it does, it does allude to give you an idea of what happened. Yeah, you get a little bit of it, definitely. A little bit of her backstory too. Yeah. Now, what about the rest of the movie? Did that? How did that? You know, flow for you. We're still in the the no spoilers review yeah. here. So you you leave. You get to meet. It's not it's not a real family, but it's about as close to a real family as you ever like you'd ever get to see with someone like Natasha Romanoff. I think you're gonna start spoiling something if you go into that right now. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm gonna try to avoid going any deeper than that. You get uh, get some idea of you know how she became the Black Widow and where even the Black Widows came from. For comic book fans, you finally get to see you know an in-universe Red Room um, Taskmaster, obviously. Uh, you get some interesting and divisive reveals about Taskmaster. Yes, they, they changed it so much, <laughs> which we'll talk about that. And uh, you even get like you get some really cool moments with with Natasha and all that's going on. And they even this this movie was kind of a I'm sorry for the way we've treated this character from Marvel. Like the the whole movie, a lot of the movie felt like that. It felt like Marvel trying to trying to apologize for the fact that they have treated this character kind of poorly. And overall, yeah, and there's two characters that didn't get you know their origin stories. Two of them. Yeah, guy and her. Yeah, and this this was kind of Marvel saying we're sorry that we we flubbed so hard on this. We're gonna do better. There was still stuff in the movie that I didn't like, but like I did feel the apology from Marvel. Like we we know we messed up on this character. You know, I I didn't actually think of that. I I was more selfish on this. Thought about my expectations and, yeah. and where everything fell in comparison to that. But yeah, yeah, I can see I can see that for sure. All right, well, I'll just jump into mine there. So no spoilers. Movie review. Black Widow was pretty fun and it sets you up right off the bat. It got me kind of excited right off the bat and it makes you want to know more about her origin story, which I felt like it didn't really, you know, didn't really live up to my expectations in that aspect of it. You get little tidbits here and I know they weren't going to do like a full origin story, like how she grew up, how she was trained, all of that. But I kind of wanted a little bit more of that. Uh, so they kind of kept that out of it. And one of the biggest things for me was that that movie, it was fun. It happens right after Civil War, like you said, and then right before Infinity War. So you get a little bit of insight into what happened while they were on the run and how she met up with, well, you don't really get that, but you kind of get an idea of how she met back up with Captain America eventually and then where they ended up. So that's kind of cool. You get a little bit of that. But the problem with me was we've had so much after that that it just felt like a filler. It didn't feel like anything like, like you know, uh, I was talking to somebody who said it felt like there was no high stakes in that because you already know what's happening. So there was no high stakes. It felt too late. It felt like the movie should have come out like a few years ago. It should have, yes, for sure. It would have had a different feeling to it for sure. If it came out before Infinity War, that would have been perfect. Yeah, this would have been movie amazing. Honestly, the timing of this movie mattered so much that, frankly speaking, if 
they they had released this movie immediately following Civil War or somewhere in that that strike zone, it would have it would have boosted my opinion of this movie considerably. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because there's a lot to love about this movie, but the just the general aspect of the story and how how where it began, where it went, it just did not live up to my expectations based on everything else we've seen. And I've been keeping up on those Marvel shows too. You know, the WandaVision, Falcon and Winter Soldier, Loki, all of them. Oh, Loki. <laughs> oh, yeah. We can't that's, get into that. Yeah, that's but a that's different awesome. video. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so let's just get our ratings out of the way here. Uh, what do you what do you rate this bad boy? I'm not going to lie. This one, this one was rough to rate. Because on one hand, I, I really wanted to just genuinely love this movie. And like my gut reaction is just give it a D20. But the timing of the movie wasn't great, like when when it actually came out. And there were there were some pretty solid nitpicky moments in there, which just they just irritated me and, and kind of hurt the enjoyment of the movie overall. Especially when it comes to Taskmaster, which we'll get into. So yes. I'm I'm struggling between a D8 and a D10. Yeah, for me, I'm actually, I was going between a D6 and a D8, to be honest. Like certain aspects of it, characters and, you know, visuals and all that. Yeah, I could definitely go for a D20, but as a whole, I'd probably have to go back down. So I'm going to go with a D8 on this guy. I'll, I'll probably end up going a D8 as well. Like, like I said, I wanted to love this movie. Oh yeah, I feel you on that one. So let's... Let's jump right into the beginning of it. Let's jump right into the spoilers here. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. You know, 19, what was it, 1995 or 94? Uh, I think it was 1994. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. 94. Yep. So you jump into Natasha Romanoff as a little girl in a suburb in America. And... You know, I I loved I loved the cinematography on that. It just looked so cool. It's so inviting. You know, living in the U.S., you know, it's one of those things you like brings me back to being a kid. It's like, man, that's awesome. You know, that it makes you feel like you know it's uh, it's home almost. They did a really good job with that that '90s nostalgia feel. Yeah, not just with the cinematography, but the props were solid too. Like they did a solid yeah. job with their props, and that's that's actually usually where movies can get a little lazy is their background props because they're like, oh, no one's gonna pay attention to that. So they did yeah. they actually did a good job there. I, I had the chance to see the movie a couple of times. So yeah, that's they did a good job on that. Now you get to see there's this family with her, and then her dad comes home, and then it just starts to get weird right off the bat. They yeah. start to talk about. Today's the day we're going on a big adventure. Two girls, the mom and dad. The dad's David Harbour, which you know later on is going to be Red Guardian. You know, from the uh, from the trailers, you just know that. So that definitely threw me off, but then it made sense. As they were going, I was like, oh yeah, of course. Know knowing the backstory of Natasha, you're kind of like, okay, so, so I get it. Why don't you expand on that a little bit? Yeah. I don't want to take all the air time. <laughs> oh no, you're doing great. Yeah, so the movie the movie starts out on a bit of a slow roll, which I actually I, I did enjoy that. Like you get you get a bit of a slow roll at the beginning. Like 
it's introducing you to these characters, but like minute by minute, and you can almost just tick it off as as it goes along in that that first section of the movie. Like you meet the girls, you meet the mom, like you meet Natasha, you meet her sister, quote unquote. You meet her mother again, quote unquote. This whole family's quote unquote. You meet her dad, and as soon as your dad comes home, like that's the first tick, and that yep, it changes, and and like it picks up pace a little bit, and you can almost measure it from there. Like he starts talking, and he says, "Let's go, like we're going to go on this adventure now," and like that's the second tick, and then you hear, and then like. Suddenly they're packing and like things just keep speeding up, and then they're in the car and they're driving away and they're being chased, and it's just little by little like it gets faster and faster and faster until you get to this moment when they're at a plane, like in this private, dirty little hangar off in the middle of nowhere, and suddenly cops show up and everyone's just shooting. And it, it gets real exciting real fast from there, and then it brings it back down. And the whole movie is just up and down, and it, it paces itself really well. Like its highs feel like they're where they're supposed to be, and its lows feel like it's where they're supposed to be. And overall, the movie paces itself really well. So I did enjoy that. Yeah, you have a point there. And it seems like the lows aren't too too long. You yeah. know, you get you get some lows, but it there's a, there's a reason for it, and you don't feel bored. You're like, okay, it's leading up to something, and then it does. Like every everything everything feels appropriately paced, and it's at this moment like they 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 get in the plane and they they narrowly escape, obviously because that's how these chasings go. They get to Cuba, where is basically where you find out they're all Russian spies. Yep, even the kids are basically Russian spies. I mean. Not not on paper, but I mean they might as well be because you know their mom and well, dad. Well, Natasha almost was. Yeah, she was on her way already. Yeah, and that that is when you first get like they're they're taken to the red room, and they do a really good job of showing the sort of betrayal because like none of neither Natasha nor her sister Yelena were expecting what came next, which was to be taken away to the red room. And, and well, I you, think N- Natasha was. She was because she already went through the basic training, but yeah, was taken away to go to America. I, I I think so, but at the same time, I don't think she was expecting it to be like this. I I feel like she had different expectations because mm-hmm. like she she steals a guard's gun and tries to protect her little sister because she immediately senses something about what she was told is wrong and this this situation is off. Well, I think it was in that situation. In my in my my view of it, I think that was more like you know her getting to see what a real family was like, even though it was fake. She knew it was fake, but she held on to it and yeah. she wanted it to be real. Kind of like what her sister says later on in the movie. It was real to me, but she says it wasn't. Natasha says that, but it it was to her, and she wanted it so bad, and that really played a part in her you know defection to. Uh, to the U.S. to shield, so I, I think that was a big part of that. Then after that, you obviously you get the obligatory montage. Oh, let's talk about that! Holy yeah. crap! I got so pissed off. You at get that. this this <laughs> montage of what it what it was like in the red room. Like you don't get like no one picture you get is is complete, but like just the pieces you get. Yeah, I'm with you. I was like, this is awful. Who would do this to another human being? 
Oh man, which which makes yeah, sense. Stealing girls and training them to be, you know, killers. Jeez. Which which uh. makes sense because like in the comics, Natasha Romanoff never has a chappy childhood. Like every version of the Red Room is awful. There are different kinds of awful, but they're always awful. And the movie did a really good job of displaying that. And even later in the movie, like some of their throwaway, really dark jokes, uh, like get into some of the terrible things that were done to them in the right oh, yeah. room. Yeah, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Like the, you know, hysterectomy stuff. Yeah. Like that's messed up, man. That um, just made me hate that whole organization and that Dracoff even more. And this, this is before we even get into like the mind control. The, oh right. yeah, and not we like get hints of it, but not like the you know the extent of it. Yeah, no, they it's it's bad. Um, I mean, it's it's bad. Like you shouldn't do that to another human. But it's also good in the sense like this is this is Marvel kind of dipping their toe into the darkness a bit, which is something we haven't really seen them do up until this point. Marvel, Marvel, even at their darkest moments, have always tried to be kind of lighthearted. They've always, they've always tried to make it dark, but not, not too dark. There's still a bit of light. But with Natasha, you can't do that. So they, no, her origin story is just, it's horrible. It really so is. They, they, they actually let her origin story hit, and it's like, oh, oh god, this is, whew, this is really bad. Like there's, there's no way to lighten this up. Like this is, this is just bad. And uh, oh, I, yeah. I appreciate that. All right, so let's let's move on a little bit further. So after that intro and then the montage we talked about, which I didn't actually catch this till the second time, the montage uh, in the beginning, you know, with you know the the children being taken and then their training and everything, and then little things here and there. It literally tells you the whole the whole movie right there. Yep. It gives you everything right there and you just don't know what it is yet. Even the pigs and then the different people and the, you know, the political figures all around the world and all of that. It gives you everything right there. Yeah, which which is a thing Marvel Marvel is kind of known for. Like they they will put their setup right in front of your face and you won't notice till the second time you watch. Yeah. Or or they'll they'll put like giant billboard size hints in a movie that you won't realize what that's talking about until three movies later and then you're like oh oh that's okay they were they were they were planning this obviously way back there yeah that's kind of cool that they do that it, it gives you a little bit something more to look forward to the second time around or later on when you go back to it so moving on past the montage here so it goes straight into present day for her not like present present day not post end game because we know how that happened how that all worked out for <laughs> yeah. her but uh anyway moving on from that uh present day after civil war when she was on the run when natasha black widow was on the run and then it shows you what she did right after that so let's fast forward to the introduction Taskmaster, because that's when stuff really started to pop off in my opinion oh yeah, so you get you get to see Natasha on the run. Like she she meets up obviously with the contact she's known for a while. It's very clear like they they have a they have a relationship with each other. And you know he gives her some new identities. And um, like then then after a little while later, in comes Taskmaster. And it's very clear from the get go. I did like this, but this this is 
this is the one really great moment with Taskmaster, but it's also kind of when Taskmaster fell off. Taskmaster is clearly from the get-go a legitimate threat to Black Widow. Like she has a Absolutely. really rough yeah. time fighting Taskmaster. And it's because Taskmaster can copy all of her all of her fighting abilities and her fighting styles. And that that can make it really hard to to fight um, when someone's equally as skilled as you at fighting. And knows other people's skills too. Yeah, to boot. Like he Taskmaster's clearly using um like the Captain America shield throw. You see that. And like that it's hard to fight someone who's just as good as you at fighting and wearing, you know, like full body armor and oh, yeah. you know yeah, launching <laughs> launching rockets from a like a quarter mile away. We'll not talk about that. That just happens. Yeah, that's just that's just a thing that happens. Natasha escapes and um kind of floats down the river, dredges up somewhere. And this is, we, we kind of skipped over Yelena here because you get to meet Yelena, Natasha's sister. Yeah, and you don't, you know she's the sister from the trailers, yeah. but- You don't necessarily you, know. You don't know, in, in know yet. Yeah. But in that scene, you actually find out that the, uh, you get to meet Yelena and a few of the other Black Widows in the current Red Room. And you find out that uh, she is being mind controlled in a really awful way and um uh she discovers a way to break the mind control in a very awful way yeah in a very awful way when she kills another black widow that is trying to save them from mind control and exposes her to that red gas so yeah and then she comes to and she's like oh crap what did i do and then goes on the run so, so that's a pretty quick thing that happens j just for the record uh in case anyone's wondering, in an awful way is going to be kind of like a theme yeah. for a lot of this. <laughs> because there's a lot of awful things. <laughs> but they make light of it, too. It's kind of weird. Yeah, like, it, it is. They make funny but really dark jokes. Like, they're funny really jokes, dark. but they're, they're really dark. Like, if, if you think about any of the humor in this movie for more than, like, three seconds, you're like, oh... Oh, that's, that's, that's really awful. Yeah it's, yeah, it's awful. That's the theme of the movie. So I think at this point, it would probably be good to like just fast track through the main events of the movie and then we'll go back to certain things we want to talk about. Just so we, you know, get the main themes, don't miss something, and then we can yeah. go back to the certain things. So moving on story-wise, you know, you find out there's mind control and then there's a way to negate that with that red gas and then... Yelena sends that gas to Natasha, and then that's why she's hunted by Taskmaster. So from there, they come together and they're fighting, which that was kind of cool. I, I like their fight because they're kind of equally skilled because they were trained the same way. Mm -hmm. So that was that was fun. And then you get you start to get the little tidbits from Natasha's past, like you were talking about when she was with Hawkeye in that uh, safe house. Yeah. You know, first little tidbit there about the uh, the not bullet holes or arrow holes in the wall. Yeah. And then uh, from there, they go into this big thing where they're on the run, and then they want to find the Red Room, take care of it, shut it down, kill Drakeoff, because he should have already been dead. It's Natasha supposedly killed him when she was leaving the Red Room to join S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. You can go from there. Oh, yeah. That, that is a mess. I, I did enjoy that they gave gave us that little moment, but you also you also find out how she joined S.H.I.E.L.D., which actually I'll get to in a minute. 
anyway, so after after they leave that room, they go on the run, um, and their plan is to break their dad out of prison. And in the meantime, she tells her sister how she how she thought she had killed Drakov, and this is again in an awful way by using Drakov's own daughter as bait to figure out like which room Drakov was in and confirm that he was actually there. And then she kind of blew up the entire floor that Drakov was on. So yeah, and that's what like her darkest one of her darkest things of yeah. her past. Because before she was kind of controlled to assassinate people, but this was her decision. Yeah. Also that's what happened in Budapest. Like Yes. <laughs> I, I feel like there is more to that story, but like the, the that's the main point. Yeah, that is the main point. I'm, I'm hoping with, with the Hawkeye stuff that Disney is going to be releasing, they'll expand on what exactly went down. I'm sure they will a little bit. Yeah, because he'll have to explain, especially with the after credit scene that we saw. So you, you finally get to uh, meet present day the Red Guardian uh, in prison. Because it turns out working for Russian spies is, uh, well, they're not very trustworthy because, you know, spies, like, I don't know. Yeah, they know who sends and they can't kill him because he's basically like Captain America. Yeah, it, it's it's very political. Like the reason they can't kill him makes sense because it, it is very political, but it's still like, really, you just... Yeah. <laughs> But you meet him, he's in prison, he's not having a great time. And the girls go there and, and they uh, they get a helicopter and, and bust him out while causing, causing an av- avalanche. So, you know, if you think about that too hard, then you realize they, they sort of murdered everyone in that prison. Well, everyone that, well, yes, actually, you're right. They did like, bury them They They alive. buried it under yeah. a literal mountain of snow. Like, we'll say they get dug out. They, they get rescuers, they get dug out, it's a happy ending there. I mean, if it makes you feel better to believe that, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I actually really liked that scene. It was a good action scene, watching them break their dad out of prison like that. It was, it was fun yeah, that was pretty exciting. And you yeah. just get to see how freaking strong he is. Yeah. He, like, kicked down a metal door. Like, nothing. It was like almost like a vault door. He, he is a beast. But he's an oaf, too. He is such an oaf, and it's so awesome. He is I like his character in that. And an idiot. And he is he is horribly flawed as a person, which is kind of yep. the point. Like, he's not just an idiot. He's not a good person, which the movie, the movie doesn't even bother trying to portray him as a good person. Yeah, but you kind of get the feeling that he wants to be good and kind of has a good heart, but yeah. he's just so stupid that he can't. He makes really bad choices. Well, like, it's it's not just that. I mean, consider the society, the culture he grew up with. I mean, when you first meet him, you find out he's a spy. That career yeah. path is not exactly conducive to being, you know, a good person, like a morally and ethically upstanding individual. Like, sorry, you, you, that, that ship sank when you chose that career path. But uh, what I like about his character, the way that he, they portrayed him in that is... Like, you know, he, you know, he's a bad person, but you also love him. Yeah, I he's, love he's, that character. He's so hard not to like, though. And weirdly enough, like, so soon after they break him out, they're like, hey, so we need to go find our mother, your supposed wife, so that we can figure out where the red room is. Because they 
they know that she knows because she's always worked for Dracov. So they figure we'll find her. She can at least like tell us where to start. So they go and find her after a, a, a number of the aforementioned very dark jokes. Dark jokes, quips back and forth, all of these weird pseudo family moments. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they find the mom. You know, they, they talk to her and they have a very awkward family dinner. Like it's there there's which is understandable. Like there's there's no way that family dinner couldn't have been awkward. There's there's just no version oh, yeah. of that that I can conceive that could have gone well. Yeah, it was funny, awkward, and dark with the pig thing. You know, yeah. the pig almost dying you know, to really set in the point of the mind control. And then the reveal from uh, Yelena to Melina about how she was brainwashed by her work. So that really sets in there too. Yeah, there was a lot going on there. Weirdly enough, it's it's this awkward moment, but it really I think I think part of the point was it of it was to show that families are what you make them. Like you don't you don't really get to choose your family, but you try to do the best you can with what you have. And that's that's sort of what they tried to do. They I mean they fail. Like let's let's be clear. Oh yeah. They they, they all failed horribly. Um, in, in their own ways. I mean, heck, even, well, even like Yelena, Yelena, like yeah, Yelena's the only one really that did. didn't because Yelena points yeah. out even, even when Natasha had a choice, like let, to be fair, Natasha didn't have a choice most of her life, but then even when she did, she still chose to cut the only family she ever knew out of her life. Yes, she did. She didn't go back. Yeah, she didn't go back. And that that was kind of Yelena's problem. She's like, like, Yelena gave her credit for not having a choice for most of it. But then she's like, look, you, you had a choice when you when you left. Like, you know, there's a point where you could have made a decision and you, you chose not to include me. So like, that's on you. And then of course you find out the mom is a traitor. Well, yes. I don't, I don't know if, I don't know if traitor's the right word there. So let's explain that a little bit. So you find out that she called the Red Room while they were there after having this emotional talk with uh, Natasha. And then from there, it looks like, you know, she she betrays them and they all get taken. And there's some funny moments in there. And then from there, she goes to Dracoff and she's having a talk. And then you find out, wait, that's not Melina. That is actually Natasha wearing one of those crazy face things that changes your face to look like somebody else and a wig. So she looked like Melina, but it was actually Natasha. And then Natasha, what you thought was Natasha is actually Melina in the cells over with Alexi. So that was part of a bigger plan to take down the red room, which they came up with in like what, five minutes. It had to be like yeah. five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> also, also just a quick thing. I just, I just noticed there's probably nothing, but just, is weird to me. Notice that all the female names end in A. Every single one of them. Uh, you're right. I'm, I'm sure someone yep. that knows names and, and like why names are the way they are better than me might have an answer for that. But yeah, all the female well, names. All the main end ones in, at least, yeah. Yeah, all the yeah. female names end in A. <laughs> Just Yeah, yeah, you've got a point there. <laughs> yep. <laughs> all right, so fast tracking through that, they take down the red room take down the red room and then all is well. They have a big family moment, all of this. And then finally you get to see Natasha as the black widow that you remember from 
Infinity War with the blonde hair and the short blonde hair and then the ship that they had. So you get to see that. You know where it goes from there. But the biggest thing in between that when they're at the Red Room is Taskmaster, that reveal. Let's go into that, man. This is where Taskmaster, this is where Disney, dis Marvel disappointed me. So you find out that Taskmaster is in fact actually Dracov's daughter. Antonio. Antonio. And- he didn't die. He didn't die, but in an awful way. As you're seeing, it's a theme. So apparently Dracov used a lot of the same procedures that he used on Black Widow to, to heal and honestly, for lack of a better word, repair his own daughter. She's clearly got cybernetics in her and in fact, her abilities are are computerized. Like you see a chip yep. getting put in her head that allows her to program her abilities so that she can she can fight better. Which which yeah, totally goes away from Taskmaster, yeah, which just, was just an actual ability in the comics. But you know what? I could have let that go. I get I get it makes a lot of people really mad. Personally, I could have let it go. Hey, even even changing Taskmaster's gender wasn't that big a deal to me. Yeah, that's like, fine. I'm. It, it's never been that important to the comics anyway. At least as far as I know. What what killed it for me? What what really hurt me was watching Taskmaster be fully subservient to, frankly, a B-ranked villain like Drakov. Oh yeah. He's not even a villain in my eyes. I hated him because of what he did to children and yeah, all of don't this get me wrong. stuff, a... and even the pheromones thing. And then he he tries to fake slap Natasha. I yes. hated the guy, but he was never a threat in my eyes. Yeah, he was never like a a, real an actual threat. threat. Taskmaster has always been a much bigger threat than Drakov ever could hope to be, and yet Taskmaster is answering to Drakov. No. I don't, I don't care what kind of mind control nonsense you're putting in there. Just, I'm sorry. You know, maybe, maybe they're they're doing it this way where Taskmaster finally has her own, you know, will now, so she yeah. can become Taskmaster from this moment on. The problem with that is it makes Taskmaster sympathetic. Taskmaster's just a just a bad guy like he's yeah, a mercenary well he, he not just not a he's not really straight up an assassin so much yeah as you're right a mercenary Taskmaster was always a straight up mercenary like more than happy to do whatever as long as someone's paying the bill you know kind of like a death stroke I'm not I'm not saying he, that Taskmaster can't have sympathetic qualities I'm saying that overall the character's never really been sympathetic yeah I don't want to feel bad for Taskmaster. Taskmaster's a bad guy. It was a villain. Right? A villain through and through. Well, I mean, Taskmaster would probably think of themselves exactly like that, like, or as long as it suited their own ends. They don't care. Yeah, you, you have a point there. They did make, you know, Taskmaster, you sympathize with them, you feel for them, and you shouldn't. That character was never like that. Yeah, I, I get you on that. I never even thought of that. Yeah, that that's what really killed Taskmaster for me as a character. I like I like watching Taskmaster fight. The fights were well choreographed, but like I don't I don't want to feel sympathy for Taskmaster. I'm hoping there's there's a chance that this isn't the real Taskmaster, or at the very least, this isn't the Taskmaster we're used to in the comics. Maybe that's a different character that's coming. Because they did say that this was 
part of a, of a larger thing that was going on, a larger project from Dracov. So maybe this is just like a Taskmaster variant. Yeah. Yeah, now getting into Loki a little bit there, but yes, with that with that phrase, <laughs> variant. <laughs> I we'll find out down the line, and if that's the case, I can look at this a little more favorably. But as it stands, it hurt me to watch this one. Yeah, I'd say I I liked you know a lot of aspects of the movie. I really liked the characters because they were fun. Uh, you know, Alexi was fun. Even Melina was fun. And then Yelena, they they really pushed you wanting to like her. She was probably the funniest one of them all, probably on purpose, because I have a feeling that they're going to make her into the next Black Widow, sure. probably. But she was really funny, especially when she's mocking her sister about being a poser. Yep. <laughs> and then like, she does that pose and then, later, and she and gets, oh, she, gross. <laughs> then she does it, and yeah, she catches herself, and she's like, oh, uh, what have I done? <laughs> Yeah, she had some really good lines in that. It, it makes you really like her right off the bat. Which, if, if they plan on carrying her forward, is a good thing. They, 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 like, you want, you want to like the character. And, you know, Marvel, Marvel will want you to like the character. Yeah, and that's probably what they're going for there. They have to be. Because setting it up and with that extra scene at the end with, you know, the... I, I forget her name. The lady from the end of Falcon and the Winter Soldier that recruited the U.S. agent, the kind of the evil Captain America. Oh, yeah. She told Yelena that Hawkeye is the one that was responsible for Natasha's death. So that's going to bleed into Hawkeye for sure, that series. Yeah, which I'm kind of interested in how that's going to... I hope Yelena's smarter than that, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I think she's going to go for it because she's trained, you know. She's going to go for the revenge there, for yeah. sure. And then I think she's going to be pulled, you know, the other way and then seen the light and then probably become Black Widow or, or something else. We'll see. But uh, there's there's hope for that, for sure. There's there's options. There's options there. All right, so let's, uh, let's wrap this up. What's your favorite scene of the movie? Favorite scene of the movie is honestly going to be Yelena like it, it's it's not even it's not one of the combat scenes it's the scene where she's sneaking around the red room and she 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 gets kind of disgusted at herself for posing like I I yeah, love that, that, that I love that because I I have siblings of my own and like anytime I find myself mimicking them or worse yet one one of my co-workers my four staff where I work because I work with a lot of younger people anytime I accidentally like say something that they normally say i i catch myself and i'm just like oh no what have i done crap <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was a good scene i i did like that that one did pop out <laughs> let's see here my scene my scene i would say probably my scene that i liked the most it was just a simple one it was at the beginning when they're fleeing going to that uh, runway the old beat up hangar you're talking about to yeah. get on that plane and you see Natasha in the car and she is just distraught. And then she's looking out the window and then they go by that uh, that football field. And then there's that song going on in the background. And then you could just tell that that's what she really truly wants. And that tells you, that tells you everything you need to know about why the character did what she did later on in her life. Why she became an Avenger, all of that. Because that's where she truly wanted to be. 
I thought that was a good scene. That really gave me the feels. Yeah. There. No, that that was a good scene. It was it was a good setup moment, which which did pay off later in the movie movie um, in the room when her dad sang it back to her or Alexi sang it back to her. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we're moving on from this one. You know, we uh, we liked the movie, but it just didn't meet our expectations when it comes down to it. There was a lot of things that they could have done better. They could have done sooner. And with everything that's gone on since, you know, in the storyline, since they went backwards, it's just it doesn't really have that feel that you really wanted to. Yeah, it, to. it doesn't hit you in that place you wanted it to. It ended up dropping the ball in just just those few wrong places that made so much difference. So much, it made the it made the difference. Yeah. All right. Well, move on to the next movie next time, and uh, keep on doing this. You know, we've done some movies we don't, you know, absolutely love, but we'll get back to the loved ones too. So oh, moving boy. on. We'll see you later next time. Ta-ta, everyone.